0: Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Uh, it is me, Josh Hartley, and my co-host, Ben Porter. How are we doing, Ben? We're
1: doing good. We're doing good. Good, good. Uh,
0: so, uh, on this week's episode, um, our main feature is going to be burnout. So, uh, not not the car smashing game. That's yeah. awesome, though. It is I awesome. Do, like, I, I do... What happened to those games?
1: I think they burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, we're so funny.
0: Uh, uh, At least, yeah, at least we find each other funny. uh, No, as in uh, when you have been uh, enjoying your hobby a bit too much and you just crash. To use a uh, good
1: Scottish word when you're scunnered of it. Scunnered. Scunnered, people. When you're scunnered. I don't think you even need to know specifically what that means to, to pick up the essence of it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like I I always maintain one of the best words in the world
1: is minging. Yeah. Because mingin sounds what it means. It's onomatopoeic, isn't it? It's, you can't well, help but say mingin with your th- Throwing those large words around here <laughs> on a gaming podcast of all places.
0: What, what, who do you think you are? <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're going to talk about that later on. But first, as we always do, we, we're gonna have a bit of a chat and uh, you know catch up, see what yep. we've been up
1: to. So uh, yeah, gaming wise, what, what have you been, uh, what have you been doing there uh, since we last recorded? Well, I think the 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 main event, as it were, for me was I got to participate in a little thousand point tournament mm-hmm. for Age of Sigmar in the Warhammer Glasgow store. All right. And my Fire Slayers got their first outing since the the new general's handbook right which they they um they got a lot of fancy new toys as part of that they finally got a set of allegiance abilities mm-hmm. which is great so they went from being um quite a sort of subpar army to now right. um being considered quite uh quite quite competitive. sort of, sort of top tier yeah. think almost all right wow well, yeah must must be nice <laughs> it is yeah it's qu- quite a change yeah especially when uh, all during 8th edition i played dwarfs which were considered uh quite subpar unless you were running a gun uh, gun line
0: which was always miserable to play against yeah just it...
1: miserable for everyone yeah I think. Yeah,
0: and so um, so so how, uh, was was it quite well attended tournament? Was it quite a big pool of players?
1: Um, well, it was capped at twelve places just because right. of restrictions for tables and things yeah. like that. But um, eight people turned up, mm-hmm. so you know a decent size for a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was played in Swiss format, so it meant that you, you you're always going to get uh, a game on your level. Yeah,
0: yeah. Your magically gathering tournaments work on a similar yeah. sort of um, basis. So, so eight players in total. Though, so, how how did you do overall?
1: I placed joint second overall. Nice. Uh, the only game I lost was to the guy that ended up winning the the tournament. So you can't, you, yeah. If if you you can't say fairer than that, then really. No, <laughs> and even then it was quite a. It was quite a narrow loss mm. because it was just it was uh because we used the open war cards mm-hmm. so the scenarios were all randomized and the objective in the second game was the messenger mm-hmm. so each player has to allocate a, a model in their army it, it cannot be the general that is the messenger in their army right and the objective for each player is to kill the other player's messenger ah
0: it reminds me of like the regicide mode on Age of Empires. Yeah, you remember that, yeah. So, um, right, so that was that was the sort of setup, and uh, what what gave him the uh, what gave him an edge in the
1: last in the last round, he just managed to see my messenger, which I'd allocated and um, the the battlesmith to that mm-hmm. role, which is he's basically the standard bearer. Yeah. But what I'd been doing the whole game was hiding him behind my magma droth, which is my the big monster in my army.
0: <laughs> so the, So the the, the magma droth looks kind of like a wingless dragon. Yeah. So I love the like this uh, this little banner bearer that has this dragon just acting as its bodyguard. Right much. <laughs> just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he so he was hid behind him the, the whole game, and then in the last round, he got off an arcane bolt. Mm. Rolled a six for the damage for that. So that was three mortal wounds. Right. And then his one Kurnov hunter, which are the big tree men with the the massive bows. Right. The one Kurnoth hunter that had line of sight made his shot and also rolled a six for the damage. So he took six damage. Because the damage on each of those rolls is D3. So you have the result of the dice. Oh. So he... And you know he he was gracious enough to acknowledge that um, he was also very lucky with that that he he got the best result that yeah. he could have hoped for in that. So but yeah, yeah, it's, it's
0: it's it's like they say, it's the, most, the, the more you practice, the luckier you get. So you can <laughs> you can like when you, you know I, he sounds like he was quite good at the game as well. Yeah. Uh, as, you know he's able to cap. That means you're able to capitalize on those moments when you are
1: rolling. Sixes. Yeah, you you the there's that thing of you can say oh I got lucky or he played the odds. Yeah, you know which is what that game's about. It's it's although there's a, it's a random number generator in a lots in a lot of ways. Essentially, what you're doing is stacking the odds mm-hmm. in your favor and exploiting the rules. Yeah, in your favor that that is that's warhammer at a molecular level and he he did that um admirably um but what what was nice is that he did acknowledge that um because he's played against me before yeah and he said he was dreading the fact that he had to play me <laughs> yeah because i beat him in the last game that ah, we played. right um i i actually beat him to win the skirmish tournament last time oh yes yeah, yeah i remember you talking about um that, yeah. and we both acknowledged that the game was either going to be a draw or a minor victory mm-hmm. to one of us it was never going to be a stampede yeah which is is nice it's good to be yeah, able to play it's, it's
0: nice to have an even in, and like an interesting game yeah. i think when it doesn't matter what game you're playing i think when one opponent just smashes the other it's not particularly fun for either nah. person really yeah. no nah,
1: because you know a lot you would think that that would be enjoyable. I think when you see that your opponent's having a a bad time, unless you're a sociopath, that is going to affect you. can confirm
0: that that, uh, the number of sociopaths in the sort of nerdy gaming uh, community is a (laughs) non-zero amount. I think we've all, uh, anyone who's done like any sort of competitive gaming has definitely met that guy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's a few of them out there it's you know people assume that like sociopaths and psychopaths murder people but we have war gaming now so there's no need (laughs) so you know the it seems as though the 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 sociopath demographics now split between wall Mm -hmm. street and warhammer so
0: (laughs) (laughs) and long may it continue (laughs) So uh, and so, speaking of Age of Sigma, um, we talked last time about the new box set that Games Workshop have brought out. Yep. Uh, you've bought it and you've uh, put together models, and we had a game of it. Yep. So, um, tell us which which faction were you uh, playing as?
1: So the the box set's called Blight War. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, and it's a Stormcast Vanguard force against a. A Nurgle demon army, which mm-hmm. are the like plague demons yeah. essentially. I played the stormcast because Josh called dibs on the Nurgle demons. Yeah, I was playing the forces of uh, Snail Boy. Yeah, the Big H. Oh, that's it. Sick and haughty. But You you didn't actually get to.
0: This was what I was kind of building up towards, yeah. like trying to build him up to be this great character, and then go. I didn't get to play him. Yeah, I <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get to play him,
1: yeah. but, but that—that's because the scenario stipulated that.
0: Yes, yeah. So the first scenario was uh, it was representing your forces sort of picking off a rearguard of the main army of the yeah. Nurgle demons, um, and how they represented this was all the Nurgle demons set up in a relatively small part of the board, mm-hmm. and you can set up on either side to ambush them, uh, but my destroyed units can come back. Yeah, which. It actually I, now for me, and I, I don't play as much Age of Sigma as you do. No, so uh, but it did feel it for most of the game. It felt very, like very balanced forces until those chicken cavalry arrived. <laughs> the 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 chicken cavalry are ridiculous. They've yeah. got like lances and muskets and
1: nuclear warheads or something. I don't know, but they were. It's, it's quite funny because I, I mean I agree with you. They they were. They were pretty brutal in that game mm. that we played but i've also heard a lot of stormcast players say that they think that they're um overpointed. so i don't, yeah, I, don't I don't know what that says about the stormcast army as a whole well this is it because you, you you're normal this is
0: obviously not your normal army that you're no. playing as either but so you know we, we're both kind of be on shaky ground. Yeah. Um. It. I think it'll be interesting to play through the other scenarios and to see how good Horticulus is. I mean, I'll, I'll. I'll. be very disappointed if a guy riding a giant snail isn't at least sort of decent.
1: Well, he, he looks pretty tough on paper yeah. anyway. Like he's got a, a three-up save, I think, mm-hmm. and then he's got that five-five-up Nurgle save after that yeah. as well, and he's got eight wins so tough to kill.
0: Which I think is the Nurgle army in general.
1: I think they've always sort of done that. Survivability—that's yeah, exactly. there. Like Corn's the uh, like, uh, all about laying down loads of attacks. Slanesh is all about being quite agile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zinch is all about laying down as much magical firepower as you can, mm-hmm. and is like about survivability, everlasting, yeah. basically, a yeah. Yeah, natural vigor. Just remember from 8th edition
0: the Nurgle Demon Prince as being an absolute pain. Oh, they were disgusting. To... You couldn't wound
1: them at all. Yeah. <laughs> that that was. It was almost exclusively Nurgle Demon Prince as you saw.
0: Yeah. Because that, that was definitely the best build for that.
1: Because they had weapon skill 9 and then you were minus 1 to hit against mm. them. So nearly everything's hitting on 5s. Yeah. Um, if not 6s.
0: Which is horrible
1: yeah and then on top of that it's a demon prince yeah so it's super tough if you even manage to hit it yeah yeah so um but uh, i i had good fun and uh, yep. you
0: started uh you started painting up the models so, i have um I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna are you gonna put photos of them once they're finished on yeah
1: hopefully i'm i'm going for uh certainly with the the nurgle demons i'm going for quite a simple uh paint scheme yeah um because i think i said to you i, I kind of like the idea of having these two small forces sat in reserve so that if anyone mm-hmm. is over and decides they want to have a shot of age of sigma but they don't, don't want to commit to buying anything you know oh well yeah that's a really can, good idea I, I can i can uh, run demo games yeah for people essentially um but I can also use the stormcasts as allies for my fire slayers yeah. with the the new allies rules. The Give them a bit book. more
0: manoeuvrability. for yeah. yeah. Those damn chicken cavalry.
1: What are they actually called? Are, they're called Vanguard Paladors.
0: Vanguard Paladors.
1: Yeah. I, I,
0: I'm probably just going to keep calling them chicken cavalry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the the actual um, monsters themselves are called griff chargers. Right. But, um in, in in this tone of uh, of games workshop trying to come up with names that they can actually copyright
0: because
1: mm-hmm. to all intents and purposes they're hippogriffs
0: oh yeah
1: but you can't copyright, you can't copyright, a copyright that, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> give it a new name <laughs> they're drift chargers yeah ah, no so that that
0: was good fun um what I, the other thing that i've been up to since we last got together and recorded was um, I was uh, round uh, some friends on just Wednesday, just gone. Uh, we, we we play a bit of board gaming, and yep. we played. I absolutely love this game, uh, Arabian Nights. Yeah. Now, uh, if you haven't seen Arabian Nights, what it is is uh, the setup is you've got this board, which is basically a map of the world from the perspective of uh, ancient Persia. Yeah. Right. So you've got like, yeah, um, maybe not ancient Persian, but when the Arabian Nights stories are set. So you've got Europe, you've got the Middle East, right in the middle of the board, Africa, India, and China, a couple of islands dotted about as well. And you, you all adapt, uh, you all take on a character from the Arabian Nights tales, such as Aladdin or Alibaba. Um, I was Maharuf. Um, I haven't heard of his story, yeah. but
1: uh, I don't. I don't know if. They refer to it in the board game, but I heard that Aladdin is actually Chinese.
0: Ah, right. Um, I think because I think the Arabian Nights tales borrow a lot from Chinese mythology. because well, well. it's
1: around the time of uh, the Silk Road opening yeah. up, wasn't it? So it's really in in the same way that Grimm's Fairy Tales is a collection of fairy tales mm. from Germanic Europe. Mm-hmm. Arabian Nights is similarly a collection of tales from. The Middle East, or yeah. the Far East, yeah, yeah, and so, so what you do is you, you
0: take it in turns and you move around the board, and you will encounter different things. So you'll you'll draw from the encounter deck, mm-hmm. and uh, on a more, more mundane thing, it will give you like a number to consult uh, depending on what type of square you're on on the board, yeah or uh, more exotic ones are, it will give you a genie or a princess or whatever. Right. Um, then you can saw what I can best describe as the mother of all choose-your-own-adventure books, right? <laughs> and you've got the player to one side of you looking up, um, like, okay, you've just encountered a, a blind beggar, right? And then the, the other player next to you will say, right, uh, blind beggar, you go to this page, and you, the player, yeah. you've got these options on how to react so you can you you can aid him you can um donate to him you can barter with him you could rob him you can fight
1: him that sort of thing it's kind of like RPGs and video games it's kind you of, get the, the yeah, drop down menu
0: and it's kind of a bit like a little light RPG um, and
1: yeah. and um
0: so you you say what you're going to do and then uh, the other guy reads out a passage and almost universally what will happen is right 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 so it's uh, 2192, 2192. <laughs> and then he will describe a most like the most horrible fate possible yeah. well in our game one guy uh, was lost in the wilderness and he decided to cry out for help he was met by a wild boar who attacked him he tried crying out again and a, a feral child robbed him. He then cried out again and an ogre found him and kicked the,
1: kicked the stuff so, out of him. So, so this guy <laughs> is, is, a, is on the forest floor getting yeah. gored by these wild boar. And then this kid, while this is happening, dips his pockets. Yeah. He's just going, oh no, off. no. He's still getting gored how, by him. How could this get any worse? <laughs> and then and the ogre and just <laughs> comes and beats the shit helps <laughs>
0: helps the boars. yeah yeah just goes step aside lads <laughs> i've got this <laughs> so uh so, so you get the sort of idea of the tone um uh, the winner the winners the first you, while you're doing this you're scoring destiny points and story points and the winner is the the person who uh, gets like gets the most by the end of the game but all, you almost don't care Wins because <laughs> what what the game actually encourages you to do it's a completely optional thing but you can uh, you can actually write down your story as you're going so if you don't mind Ben
1: Re- I would
0: like to share with you <clears throat> the chronicles of Maharuf <laughs> Cute dramatic music yeah we'll, we'll edit something yeah, yeah. Okay. you're gonna do like the step toe and sun music <laughs> while I'm reading this out. <laughs> <all right? laughs> Right. Day one. I am in contention for the hand of a princess in marriage. Imagine the wealth. Yes. All I have to do is find the most valuable treasure. I cannot see how this could possibly go wrong. Um actually, I should have forgot to mention you get given a quest at the beginning. So yeah. my quest was I've gotta find the most like a really valuable treasure and take it back to Baghdad yeah. uh, where it will be judged. Um day seven. Ancient Baghdad. So. Ancient Baghdad. Yeah. Ancient seven, ancient seven, day seven. <laughs> I have set my sights on the city of Alexandria in the hope of finding an ancient Egyptian artifact. Upon my arrival, I happen upon a poor blind man at the local baths. Feeling pity on him, I pray to the almighty to restore his sight. Miraculously, this happens and the man immediately steals my clothes. Wanker! <laughs> but, but fortunately, the Almighty favours me, as the man lost his sight immediately and dropped my possessions. I feel this is a good omen for my quest. This you, this guy's a bit of a bit of a bastard. Isn't it? Nice. It gets better. It gets so much better. This this goes on a little bit, by the way. I make no apologies. <laughs> uh, day eleven. I continue my quest to the mighty city of Tripoli. There I meet a prince and Let's his entourage. To to it, I, don't know. I, I I think, I, to be honest, I made up like the days and the timeline yeah. I think I got that well off. Because a lot <laughs> happens and I only get to like day 45. If Game of
1: Thrones can do it, so can you. Man. Yes.
0: I continue my quest to the mighty city of Tripoli. There I meet a prince and his entourage who possess a map leading to great riches. Upon studying the map, I see that the loot is located at the city to the far east, Zaranj. I must beat the prince there and claim the treasure for myself so that I can marry the princess. I try to convince him the map is a fake, but I cannot be sure that he believes me. I must make haste. Day 14. I love how this guy's already
1: gone from optimist to charlatan.
0: <laughs> well, so you get statuses throughout the game. And I got a status of envious at that point okay. as a result of the, my encounter with this really wealthy prince. Uh-huh. So that means what that means is uh, you, you, you have to rob people if you get an opportunity, <laughs> unless you lose that status. Right. right. Um, but I, I was trying to build that into the story. as Yeah, well, that yeah. I, I think so. Day 14 on route to Zalange, my finest steed appears ill. Upon further study, she's pregnant. Don't know how that happened. Fortunately, I have experience in this, and I am able to deliver the newborn through a difficult labor. The foal is just like her mother, and will be able to sell. I will be able to sell her for a high price. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, great. Right. Day day, avaricious. day sixteen. I am met by a gang of bandits. After discovering I have nothing of note to rob, I'm presented with two choices: to beat one in unarmed combat, or to marry one of their own. Not being one to fight, I agreed to marry one of their sisters. What an awful error. She is hideous. <laughs> well, well, let's make the most of this. We will make our home in Zarange, which I believe is a short ride for you. And hopefully I can separate from her eventually and marry the princess. Oh, what an awful but, human being. That's uh, good. Her, her name is Mercedes, by the way. <laughs> Day twenty, we arrive at Zaranj. Uh, will I finally find the treasure I have been searching for? All I find is an old man selling worthless beads. Bah! At least I have found a place for Mercedes and I to call home. I feel lost. Perhaps seeking guidance and spiritual fulfillment in Mecca in Mecca is what I need. So I got um, I got a, a I managed to lose my envious status, okay, and I got a status of on pilgrimage. So that involves going to Mecca. Okay. Hence, building it in. Uh, Day 21. Before I embark, a panicked soldier approaches me, talking of an evil sorcerer out to kill him. I attempt to help, but the sorcerer finds him and kills him, severely crippling me in the fight. Surely I must make my way to Mecca to seek the blessings of Allah. Day 25. On my route to Mecca, Mecca, I meet a beautiful princess, not too dissimilar to the one I seek to marry. We exchange pleasantries, however... I sense she is bored of my company. We part ways, and I continue on my way. Day 29. I arrive at Mecca and discover the Crystal Palace. So like, this, okay. is, this is one of the more exotic e- encounters you can okay. have. Unfortunately, the guards seized me and beat me, leaving me wounded. <laughs> <laughs> this must surely be a test from Allah. I pray, but I find no answers. I must return to Mercedes to rest and gather my thoughts. Day 35, on my way home I pass a beautiful river. I find some peace in its clear waters. I feel refreshed, my faith renewed. Day 40... I'm I'm starting to feel quite sorry for him. (laughs) I I don't know if you should. (laughs) Day 40, I return to Mercedes. Stories of my charity have travelled far and an enchantress seeks my refuge from a villain. They evidently don't include the fate of those I help. The same villain finds her and slays her. Grieve, grievously wounding me for my trouble. Why does this keep happening
1: to me? Right, they, so, so his wife's dead.
0: No, no, no. This oh, is no, the enchantress. Right, okay, right. okay, this is basically the exact same. Uh, I tried to help this other person, and the exact same outcome, yeah. happened like literally word for word. <laughs> we just happened upon so, the same. So this guy's
1: like maimed now.
0: Yeah, I had a status of crippled and wounded, okay, which I couldn't shift. Day 42, while recuperating, a traveller by the name of Aladdin seeks my assistance to rid him of oh, a terrible disease. This was one of the other plays. Okay. He offers me a princely sum if I can uh, cure him. After some time, I am able to rid him of his ailments and remind him to stay away from women of loose morals before he leaves. <laughs> Day 45. A solid advice. Yes, always, always. Yeah. Day 45, I am attacked by a vicious snake. I pray for help. And a huge rock knocks me out of its great moor. Allah has been looking out for me after all. Day 46. <laughs> News reaches me that the princess has been wed. I thought that this would bother me. But strangely, I'm not... I am untroubled. I have my wife, and though Mercedes is not much to look at, she's good company. I also have the good fortune of Allah. Perhaps this was the real
1: treasure all along. Oh So... No, I, yeah, it's... Yeah, he he <laughs> found his treasure in the end. He yeah. Um, you, you've almost got a sort of Aesop's fable. Type yeah, well, no, I
0: um, I mean, I kind of uh, so the, the ending point basically uh was one of the other players basically winning the game. Yeah, but I was it was quite nice because I was able to sort of tie it all in. But yeah, he, 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 it's it's really funny just how just how awful the game can be to people. And there's a few people in in that group of guys, they really don't like the game, so they, which is why we rarely play it. And I can kind of see why it's, one, it's not very competitive at all. Like I say, you, you barely care who's winning or losing while you're playing yeah. it. And two, two you, you don't interact an awful lot with the other players in terms of the game. You, you're reading out from the book to each other. But, in but terms, most,
1: most storytelling games are like that. Exactly. Exactly. it's the, the competition secondary to mm. the fact that you're trying to you you're experiencing uh well if, if you think about it at its core D is a storytelling game exactly yeah and that is universally loved and mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time you're not really competing with the other players no i mean while well, you're collaborating, you're trying, you're, yeah. or you trying you should be there'll you know, be a like, few exceptions yeah. to that but yeah <laughs>
0: But um, yeah, and I, I, I think, uh, you know, thirdly, it's a game where you, uh, stuff just happens to you and sometimes it can feel like your decisions don't have, well, your decisions, you try and work out if they make sense. My, uh, so you get skills at the start of the game and as you go through the game, you gain more or get yeah. better at your existing ones. And one of the ones I started with was Piety. So I, I did a lot of praying which is why again try and, I tried to write that into the the story and it worked out really well at the start with the blind man getting sight nicking my stuff but then becoming blind again for doing something bad to me yeah um but then it didn't work out so well with a lot of the other times I tried it <laughs> um so it, but it's really fun i like, uh, I'd really recommend it if only as a one off just to uh you know just to see how awful a time your character can have
1: just when you were saying about um consulting the book mm-hmm. uh, it kind of reminded me of that mechanic from warhammer quest because you had yeah. a similar thing there didn't you yes whereas depending on um the, the outcome of a given mm-hmm. situation you consult this part of the book and or... I,
0: i'm not exaggerating yeah. when i say it's the mother of choose your old adventure books i i i am it, it is a tome it's yeah. hu- it's huge yeah so, you, I, I think there are 2,600 different individual Oh, wow. Uh, li- they're only little scenarios, you know, they're like a paragraph long, basically. Yeah. But, oh, but when
1: but, you've got that many of them, exactly.
0: Right? So, you know, you, there's a lot of replayability from that point yeah. of view as well. So, but uh, yeah, that, that I, I just wanted to share that with you because that was, uh, we had an absolute riot playing that. I, one, one of my favourite quotes from one of the other stories that one of the guys had written down, and I'm going to censor this, uh, but because he was saying I, I'm i am writing this story as a Ned, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the exact quote the, the quote was bumped into five C's who decided to go Chris Brown on my face. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah yeah topical yes if, if it was 10 years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway uh, so yeah that, that's that's what I've been up to uh, since we last recorded so yeah. um well, let's move on and t- talk a bit about uh, burnout